This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Better Angle on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any part of the show, listen back anytime on the Odyssey app. Welcome back into The Better Angle here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Kate Constable and Cam Smith here with you. We've talked a ton of NBA free agency for good reason. Lots going on and moving around. Uh, but Cam, the college football season is on the horizon. We're just a couple months away. Uh, and so we got to get a good glimpse into kind of what the landscape looks like in college football this year and how to bet it. And so we're going to bring on Nicole Auerbach, uh, college football and basketball senior writer at The Athletic. She is a wealth of knowledge in college football. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. How is your Saturday afternoon going? Uh, it is great. Been off Twitter because I can't get on Twitter all day. So uh, <laughs> just a really relaxing Saturday over here. <laughs> right? A lot of, um, you know, not so much social media time for us. A lot of self-reflection time ahead for those of us that are on Twitter all the time because we've been talking about it throughout the show. We can't even see our own tweets or promote the show or any of our content. It's just, it's crazy right now. It's crazy. It is. And for someone like you that... I was going to yeah, say, how are you guys on, Twitter all... on all the NBA free agency on, on a day like this? Right. right. It's tough. And Nicole... Nicole, that's all I was telling Kate. Like, I'm so glad that this is honestly happening today and not yesterday because I had the 90-minute free agency show on Stadium and we were uh, <laughs> using the phone of a lot of different things, even though we had Sean Sharania on uh, throughout the show, but just keeping up with his tweets. So thank goodness that we didn't exceed any rate limits yesterday and we're dealing with this today. <laughs> so it's happening today. I'm sorry, I lost well, you. It's gonna... No, no I was saying okay. I'm glad I'm glad this is happening today with the rate limit yes, exceeded for sure. today with normal. <laughs> it could be a little tricky for uh UCOM college football season, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. In terms of looking at the favorite for the national championship this season, no surprise that the names at the top. You have Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. I, I mean, Georgia won last two seasons, but they lost coordinator Todd Munkin. Stenson Bennett is gone. A lot of other names departed for the NFL. Is is it fair to expect Georgia to run it back again and three-peat? Is that, is that possible? Well, I mean, it certainly could be. It's hard enough to repeat, and, and they did that with very uh, very few moments of, of actual concern last season. But, you know, it, it's such an interesting season. It's the last year of the four-team college football playoffs. So, at the very least, I mean, you can certainly pencil Georgia into the playoff. Um, I would be surprised if they're not there, even though, of course, Alabama is always there. It's just the way that the schedules are this season. Still have divisions. You still have Georgia with a, honestly, a very easy schedule. This was a year they were supposed to play Oklahoma, but that game got uh, canceled because the Sooners are joining the SEC next year, and so they had to do it for contractual reasons because they couldn't do the home-and-home home before they joined the league. So 
you know, we're going to see Georgia in the playoff unless the season is just an absolute disappointment. But I don't know in terms of winning a national title. I honestly think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Michigan grad, but Michigan is built the best, I think, heading into the season to do that. Um, I think, you know, you've gotten some some hints from Jim Harbaugh about how good he feels about this team. And obviously he felt great about them last year. He felt great about them two years ago. But I really think, you know, we were waiting for J.J. McCarthy to take some steps as a passer last year in terms of really stretching the field in the vertical passing game. And I think you're going to see more of that this year with them, even though they've had some coordinator and assistant coaching changes as well. But it's just hard to predict. I mean, it always feels like there's a handful, maybe six, seven teams each year that we feel are the teams that can win the national championships. And it does feel like it's one of those years again. Yeah, for sure on that. And just one note on J.J. McCarthy. Like, I covered him when he was in high school, Nicole, when he was at Nazareth Academy. And even as a sophomore, like, you knew that that kid was destined for something bigger and better and to play on college football's biggest stage and probably in the NFL as well. So I like that choice in, in, in Michigan. But um, how about this this team here in USC? I mean, plus 1,400, 14-1 to win the national championship. We know Caleb Williams and talking about quarterbacks – has been the guy for this Trojans team. Do you see them taking a next step where they're not only in the college football playoff, but then also taking a huge leap and winning a national championship? What are your thoughts on the Trojans? They're such an interesting team for me because, you know, they're built so similarly to the Lincoln-Riley Oklahoma teams that we saw get to the playoff but not win a game because they're so – offense heavy and there's so many questions defensively and if they were able to just get a couple of stops last year they would have been in the college football playoff Lincoln Riley doubles down keeps Alex Grinch as his DC despite all of those questions and the grumbling and even the concerns that dated back to when he was running his defense form at Oklahoma this is like the first guy he brought along with him to LA surprising a lot of folks so they have to take a step defensively. And if they're able to do that, they should be a favorite to at least get to play for a national championship. I just wouldn't necessarily trust them to win it all, even though you do have a special quarterback in Caleb Williams going for a second straight Heisman Trophy. The Pac-12 will be a challenge. The team that comes out of there, I do think, hopefully, will have a good chance to break that streak, get a Pac-12 team back to the college football playoff because – there's so many good quarterbacks, so many good teams this year. It's going to be a grind to get out of it. I just don't trust the way that Lincoln Riley's teams are built. I know he is he's recruiting at a high level. He's getting great recruits uh, and great, getting great players out of the portal too. But I really need to see them take a step defensively before I trust them because I talked myself into those Oklahoma teams too, and they had Heisman Trophy winners on them as well. But if you can't get stops, you're going up against teams that are going to be able to beat you once you get to that stage of the season. So I think they could get to the playoff. I don't think they can win at all. Speaking of Caleb Williams, he's the favorite to win the Heisman next season. Uh, five to one over at Bet MGM. Anyone else that you would look at to win this year? Bo Nix is sitting at 12 to one. You've got um, Jaden Daniels, 11 to one. Is there anyone who could jump Caleb Williams in the standings this year? Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the guys who's in that list and in that range, you know, on people's radar would be Michael Penix Jr. I think he's certainly going to be capable of putting up the type of numbers, and Washington should be a top-10 team this year and should be in the mix for that type of season and that type of spotlight. But the player I really hope gets into the mix, I'm always a, a fan of guys that are not quarterbacks, actually getting Heisman attention, getting Heisman love, getting some votes, and at least getting a trip to New York. And I think Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State 
was the best non-quarterback in the country last year, and I think he has got the preseason buzz and the attention, and we've, we've really all kind of as a nation hyper-focused on that Ohio State receiving room for the last couple of years because we've seen so many five-star receivers come in. We've seen so many early first-round NFL draft picks come out of that group. He might be the best out of that whole group and and, and all these guys that we see on Sundays now. And I'm hoping that we are opening our eyes to the idea that we could have a non-quarterback this year. I know Devontae Smith did it, and we've kind of gotten used to the idea of maybe voting for a defensive player or at least being maybe second or third on a ballot. But I just think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have so many highlight reel moments. He's going to impact so many games, and I think he's going to be the type of receiver that is going to stay in the mix. And we're going to want to watch him, and that's really what the Heisman comes down to. It is those moments. It is being on that highlight reel when Saturday night is winding down. And I think he's going to have a real chance to do that. So he would be my dark horse pick as someone who is not a quarterback and not going to have the ball in their hands on every play. Well, Nicole, before we uh, exceeded rate limits on Twitter, I was looking at that <laughs> video of Marvin Harrison. I'm sure you saw that video of him um, with the jumps machine where yeah. I- I'm still in disbelief because I've never seen a human move that fast. Right. And the only time I've seen somebody move that fast was like in a superhero movie. But like those are the highlight kind of like clips that we're going to expect from Marvin Harrison Jr. So knowing that Michigan is your squad, right, in some ways since you attended the University of Michigan, who's better? Are you going to go with your Wolverines or is it Ohio State because they have the biggest X factor in Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, I mean, that is going to be a tough question. And, and as you know, we all know this, but especially you, Cam, you're, you know, around uh, Ohio State Buckeyes and Michigan Wolverines all the time. It's such an interesting dynamic with that rivalry, especially where the Big Ten is right now. And I know Penn State's coming on, Penn State and Florida State, both dark horses that are going to get a lot of preseason love. They could possibly break through, get to a playoff. So I'm not discounting them at all, but so much of everything Michigan and Ohio State shoot for depends on that one game because you block the other team from playing for a Big Ten title. You Theoretically, I know it didn't happen last year, but theoretically you knock them out of the playoff as well. So there is just so much riding on that at the end of the season. So it, it's hard to predict that now. But I do think Michigan is built, and obviously Blake Corum coming back is a big part of that as well. He could also be in the Heisman mix as a non-quarterback too. But Michigan is built to be the better team this year. I I think that they can live up to that. I learned a lot about them last year after, you know, I think a lot of people thought that the Buckeyes would go back to owning the Big Ten after a one-year blip for Michigan. I don't think that's the case. I think they're very evenly matched. So I would keep the edge and pick Michigan as the preseason favorite and give them the edge to get a third straight win. This rivalry can be streaky over the years. When I was there at Michigan, Ohio State won all of them, and they won a lot of them over the last couple of decades for sure. But I do think that Michigan could certainly do it. And I I think that those two teams, you know, again, are going to have some of the best individual players we have in the country this year, going to be some of the most entertaining games. And then again, I I wouldn't sleep on Penn State. So, you know, I know it's not like earth shattering to say, you know, the Big Ten East and those big three, but I do think that Penn State showed us a lot with a lot of young, young difference makers last year, a lot of true freshmen um, who are back. And then that fan base has been super pumped for Drew Allar, quarterback, for two years now. I mean, lots of people wanted him to get into games more, even though Sean Clifford was winning games and they had a great season last year. I think Drew Aller is going to be the next great player there. And they're very excited for the ceiling there. So they could certainly throw a wrench in this. I think that's going to be the most interesting division 
in college football this year. It's usually between them and the SEC West. You mentioned Jaden Daniels earlier in the conversation. So the LSU piece is always interesting with Alabama and Brian Kelly and everything that we expect out of him with a roster like LSU and all they achieved in his year one last year. So I think that that will be also a great one, but I, I mean, I've got all eyes and I'm zeroed in on the Big Ten East. Nicole, we have just a couple minutes left. Uh, obviously, the Big Ten, the SEC, even the ACC, uh, the Power Five schools. Those are the ones that everyone wants to watch on Saturdays and gets talked about a lot. But, you know, in terms of betting, sometimes focusing on uh, on the group of five teams or some of these smaller conferences can provide some value. Are there any teams that maybe don't get talked about quite as much that you think are going to be really exciting to watch this year? Well, it's funny you ask that on today of all days because this is the day that a lot of teams are changing conferences. So a lot of those teams that have probably made people quite a bit of money and have been really fun to to root for, to watch, to try to push the boundaries of what is, you know, a typical playoff team. They're all moving up into power leagues, right? So today, as of today, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF are now in the Big 12. So those are a little bit, you know, they're not quite as, uh, you know, outside the box picks if you think that they're going to have a great season. And I actually think all of them um, are certainly well positioned to to have a pretty good season in year one in in the Big 12. But the team outside of of the power leagues that that I am high on, mostly because they're bringing back their quarterback and they kept their head coach is Tulane. We saw them in a group of – they got the group of five spot. We saw them in a New Year's Six Bowl last year. And then – it's a rarity in this day and age with the portal, with NIL, with the way that collectives, you know, are putting together packages to try to lure star players. They kept their coach and they kept their quarterback. And Michael Pratt, you know, he, there's a lot of buzz around him. People are really excited about him and around what Tulane is able to do. I've been a Willie Fritz fan for a number of years, you know, back when he was at Georgia Southern. Like, he's really got a good thing going. He's one of those elder statesman coaches. And I just think they're going to be able to handle the success that they had last year and turn that into another strong season, especially considering that the AAC is losing some of those teams that have really dominated the league in recent years. So I would look at them certainly as, as you're looking for teams outside of the power league. Nicole, thank you so much uh, for joining us and all your insight. Hope you go have a relaxing Saturday, maybe read a book, something, you know, now that we can't all be on Twitter. All day, but enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I will. Thanks for having me, guys. And one other thing I'm going to do is try to avoid downtown Chicago, get away from that NASCAR street race. I, uh, I think it's pretty much taken over the city.